This is Christine Brown, and while I have to listen to this podcast as my motherly duty, you have the choice not to. My sons sometimes say some naughty things when they're trying to be funny, but really, they're just being stupid. You still want to listen? Go right ahead. I am not your mother. Welcome back Patriots Dynasty Podcast. Myself, Andrew Brown. And with me today is my brother who's doing his best um, Bill Cower impression, I'd say. Steven? I don't know if we're going to post a video of this, but I could, I could maybe post a screenshot of that face no, you were just making. That's, no, no. It was all chin and all mustache. And it was very, <laughs> oh, Jesus, and all teeth now. Great. Uh, Schottenheimer. That was a Schottenheimer? Mm. I don't know. No, who, who do we say did that face the other Sorry, way? Sorry, uh... Right, the nope. Chiefs. The Chiefs. Oh, oh, I have it in my notes. <laughs> Dude, we literally just talked about this last week. We did, yeah, and I've already forgotten because fuck it. Dick Vermeil. Yes, that's who it was. All gums. Squint City. Oh, yeah. Squint City, that's right. <laughs> Good Lord. So it's just the two of us right now. Uh, Greg is dealing with storm issues. Apparently, North Carolina has never had a storm before, so they lost power. Um, no, it's hurricanes. Um, but yeah, and Connor is apparently golfing, so he'll be here at some point. And then I have a special guest joining us later anyway. So we'll see who actually shows up for this episode. But right now, it's the two, uh, the two workhorses anyway, the ones who actually watch the game, me and Steve Brown, so... Uh, Steve, when you're done playing with your hair, you can uh, let me know what you thought of this game. Well, we should probably pick, like, you know, who's the real workhorses of the Patriots. I'm going to go for Mike Vrabel because he catches his first touchdown in this game. Ooh, nicely done. Um, workhorses of the Patriots. Oh, you caught me off guard. I would say, hmm, in this game, I would actually say kind of anybody on the offensive line. Because this was the top-ranked defense in the NFL this year uh, in the Chargers really? coming to town. Yeah, they they mentioned it a bunch of times, uh, and there was some stat where um, when the Patriots in the first quarter got into the red zone uh, and scored yeah. a touchdown, it was the fourth time the opponent has actually entered the red zone the entire season, and the first touchdown given up in the red zone by the Chargers in Week Four which is pretty fucking impressive. I thought that was just because they'd played crappy people at that point. Uh, I think that was probably part of it. They were saying the Chargers point... were like untested. They were 3-0, but they were untested. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, and the Patriots had been world beaters, so this was a test for for these Chargers. Um, but yeah, so I mean, speaking of these Chargers, if we go back and we look at them, because um, usually we have Greg here to to do the, the, the teams. But... Um, this Chargers is actually kind of a loaded team if you look at it. And having said all that, they started 3-0, and beat the Patriots this week. Spoiler alert. Uh, and so they started the season 4-0. and How do you think they finished, Steve Brown? You think they made the playoffs? 4-12. <laughs> I appreciate uh, your optimism, but no. Well, like they had LT, Seau, yep. Rodney. Drew, Drew Brees, Brees, a quarterback. Young Drew Brees. It was his uh, second year, right? I think so. Yeah, it's his first year actually starting because Doug Flutie started last year. So he's only one year behind Brady. Yeah, uh, the Chargers would go eight and eight this season. 
Really? It was it was not a good season for the Trash. It started off really well. They won these these first four games, and uh, actually they were at the bye. They were six and one. Then they had their bye, and then they lost. They won two more games the rest of the season. They had a two game losing streak. What? And then yeah, yeah, they were six and one at the bye, and then they came back week nine and just forgot how to win. Both their wins actually came in overtime. Or were they just getting like... So let's see. Uh, The first game after the bye, they lost 44-13 to the Jets. The same Jets that the Patriots blew the fuck off out of of the other week. Lost a close one to the Rams. Beat the Niners in overtime. Uh, Got blown out by the Dolphins 30-3. Beat the Broncos in overtime. And then lost to the Raiders, Bills, Chiefs, and Seahawks to end the season. Wait, wait. And so they lost to the entire AFC East except, except the us. Patriots. Yes. What? Which even more baffling, they they announced a stat that uh, the the Patriots had won the last ten straight games against the Chargers. Yeah. Up until this, <laughs> and they had and the Patriots had won twelve games in a row up until this. So it was one of those things. But yeah, it was. Uh, I'm not sure what happened. I, I don't. See any injuries anywhere or anything in terms of the Chargers? So I think the real coach, right? Yeah, well, who's a really did. good? Yeah, Brees did. Yeah, and and Schottenheimer's a really good, um, really good regular season coach. He struggles in the playoffs, which I think is pretty well documented. Um, Breeze had, um, let's see, thirty-two hundred yards, seventeen touchdowns, sixteen interceptions. So not bad. But kind of mediocre. It was okay for back then, yeah. Yeah, LT ran for sixteen hundred yards, which is pretty reasonable. Second year, yeah. So this was probably yeah. his like. I mean, he did good his rookie year, but I think this is his first year where he established himself as like an elite back. The, yeah, this was his breakout year, exactly. Um, he was super good in this game too. I fucking hate LT, but we'll cover that. We'll cover how much <laughs> I hate LT. Oh, we'll definitely get to that real quick. But uh, yeah, no, they were. Um, Kind of middle of the road in both offense and defense, surprisingly. I don't know. They gave up like a shit ton of points down down kind of the second half of the season. So I don't know what shifted because they were really good in the first half. Because in those first four games, they gave up 6, 3, 15, and 14 points. And that 14 was CR, New England Patriots. Um, but after that, it kind of, the wheels fell off and they started giving up a Well, Seau and Harrison both got like, hurt in this game not like knock them out of the game hurt but yeah and I I think they came in hurt too like they were talking about how I think it was Rodney Harrison uh, like had struggled in practice the week before but still decided to play and and, like did a good job I thought but uh yeah I don't know they're both really good yeah but both both of them Sayo and Harrison made the Pro Bowl um no sorry uh Sayo did and Donnie Edwards the linebacker as well those two linebackers made the Pro Bowl, but Rodney did not. Also, LT made the Pro Bowl. So they had a a decent team going into and this. And they had Tim Dwight. Right. The original, well, maybe not the original white, gutty wide receiver. That might go to, um, what's the name of the Jets? Wayne Corbett. Wayne Corbett. I, did, I, I hate the Jets, but I do like Wayne Corbett. I I have a begrudging respect for Wayne Corbett. I think just like I do for a Pittsburgh. No gloves thing. Yeah, he was no gloves. And 
he would take so many shots going across the middle and he'd get like concussions all the time, but he'd still keep playing. He was like, yeah, he was one of those guys that you hate. You, you didn't really hate. You begrudgingly accepted that he was good, but you weren't a huge fan of him unless he was on your team. Probably similar to like Seau and, and, and Rodney Harrison. I don't know how you can hate Rodney. Come on. Uh, he would play kind of just I don't know. I saw him whistle. Kind of, you know, butt slaps to the Patriots players. Yeah, game. usually after trying to take their fucking heads off. <laughs> but like as soon as it was done, he's, he's, he's smacking asses, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's how I like to think I play uh, recreational soccer. Just inside the lines. <laughs> you, you play poorly, Andy. You just play poorly. No, I just I just hack people who try to go by me. And then slap them on the butts when, <laughs> when they're picking themselves off the ground. Like, that's what Think you get for being this. better than me. For the San Diego Chargers quarterback room, I think this year, Breeze, Rivers, and Flutie. Breeze was there. Flutie was there. Was right, Rivers was there Rivers? too? I'm, uh, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they mentioned it. Great question. Uh, I don't see his name on here. If he did, he never he threw a pass. But, oh, let's let's we, check the roster real quick. That's true. We do need a stack guy. We do. All right. So here we go. Uh, position quarterback Drew Brees. None of these other guys have Doug Flutie. Uh, no, he's 2004. I was wrong. I'm an idiot. Good effort, though. <laughs> You're only two years off. I like <laughs> I, I, didn't totally, think... I totally don't remember the whole. I mean, I remember the outcome of the Saints having both Drew Brees and Philip Rivers and be like, oh, which one do I want? But I don't remember anything more than that. No, I thought what happened was Drew Brees got injured, like, severely. And so the Saints drafted – not the Saints. The Chargers drafted Phillip Rivers and basically just cut Drew Brees loose because he hadn't been great. And then I think it was the Dolphins had their pick of Drew Brees or oh, – who was another Dante quarterback? Culpepper. Dante Culpepper. Dante Culpepper, yes. Exa- oh, my goodness. <laughs> Ryan, sorry, what a great time to join. That is perfect. Hey. <laughs> nice to see you in your... Rocket arm. I'm going to say homeless beard, but um, this is an audio podcast, so luckily for you. That's an insult to people with beards. <laughs> it's very we're like not, we're insulting you. you. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, the, this is the perfect time to introduce our special guest. Uh, I thought that with the us getting to the longest losing streak of the Patriots dynasty era, the perfect person to, to bring on was my friend, uh, Ryan Story, from my childhood friend, our family friend, the Ryan Story. Noted loser. Yeah. <laughs> well, the reason I wanted to bring you on, I think I told you this, but I haven't told the listeners yet, is that we have watched a handful of games together, and the Patriots have not won... I think they've won one of them. And they've it all was been terrible. Bad fashion. I don't remember that what the outcome of that Texans game in like 2004 was. That was the one. So so let's see. We, we've watched that one was probably the oldest one and that was the one where the um the commentators kept talking about how Adam Vinatieri has never missed indoors and he yes. missed like four field goals and it went to overtime and then he finally hit one. But he was like one for five or something ridiculous. Yeah, well, that was the first game we ever watched, and so that probably should have been a message. And then we watched uh, a Cardinals game where the Cardinals came to oh, Gillette like, earlier in the season, 
and the the yeah, Patriots were losing. Missed, like a thirty yarder to win, right? Yeah, because the Cardinals had the ball and all they had to do was like run the clock out, and they fumbled. Yeah. The Patriots recovered it, but then they missed the field goal and they were down by two and yeah. lost by two. That was Goskowski, right? I think it might have been early Goskowski, maybe. Yeah. Or yeah. late Vinatieri. I don't remember. Yeah, it wasn't even like thirty yards. It was short, and he yeah. missed it. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then we watched the Jets playoff game. I came to your house for that one. That was exciting. Oh, what the <laughs> fuck, guys? Oh, the right. Jet, the 2010 one? I think, yeah, the one that they lost. Yeah, that was a horrible game. I didn't know you were here for that one. Uh, I, I left I, pretty... I don't remember a lot of that game. <laughs> I knew people were here. I just didn't know who. <laughs> yeah, I was one of those. Probably shouldn't have been. Um, and I think our uh, coup de gras, if you will, was the last game we watched. We actually both attended. You hold on, I. hold on, hold on. You missed all the Jets game that we watched at Felice's. Which other Jets game? Where Jerome Boger, whatever the hell his name is, decided to make up that pushing <gasps> on the line rule. Oh, that's right in overtime. And yeah. so the Jets missed the, the winning field goal and they and made up they that bullshit call. Up. And they hit it. And no one it. in the world had heard of that call before that. That's true. No, and, and nobody's heard it since. Yeah, that was yeah. a special one. Yeah. And then... <laughs> so, oh, fuck Christ. There's even more games. Even better. But then oh, our um, our crowning achievement, if you will, of, <laughs> of loserdom you is... You all together? No, Ryan Story and I went to... We actually got tickets to and traveled to Gillette Stadium and watched the Tennessee Titans beat the New England Patriots in Tom Brady's last game where his last throw was a pick six. Yeah, we saw history. We may have made history. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that was uh, definitely one of the worst games. I mean, we had fun, but definitely one of the worst games. you could. I haven't been to a game since 09, and... (laughs) That was the first one, and then, yeah. Not great, but what are you going to do? So, yeah, and they don't lose when you watch the game or I watch the game. Just when we watch them together. No, that's why we don't do it. Although we figured maybe it would be different live and in the playoffs with everything on the line. But <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, that was a hot mess. Uh, so I was actually hoping to have yeah, Greg thing is we, we, we watched Ryan Tannehill throw for like 80 yards and beat the Patriots in a playoff game. Yeah. 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 That's a kick in the dick. We've watched a lot of bad things happen to the Patriots together. <laughs> so we literally just, for probably since 2009, we just stopped watching Patriots games together. And yeah. you're like the only Patriots fan within driving distance, really, that has invited me over and I've just said, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing we don't even try anymore that's no, we, why we, we just don't yeah and so we gave it one last college try and we ruined the Patriots so actually I, I want mean, to ask you do you want to watch uh, the real questions together well that's what I wanted to ask you is was that game the end of the Patriots dynasty <laughs> um maybe <laughs> <laughs> Good answer for a podcast, right? Yeah, way to go on a limb. No, it's I don't know, Blaming man. Hot I'm, ta- I'm talking myself in the Stidham. I think if Stidham can play okay, they'll be fine. 
And I think if they can build something, I don't think they're going to be great this year, but I don't think they're so far away and they still get Belichick, which, you know, everyone says hot take, watch out. Um, <laughs> so I don't think Belichick's going to completely suck. So they must see something in Stidham. Yeah, um, so I don't, I don't know if it's that end. I guess it depends on how you define it. Is it the end of them winning championships? Yeah, it could be. Right. And and then so if, being good and competitive, I don't think so. I think they'll still be decent. I mean, they I still agree. get a good D. But but does the dynasty like as a as a as an idea end because Brady left because it's no longer Bill and Brady? That's hard. I haven't really thought of that. I know because those like two are the ones that built it, and those two are the the mainstays all the way through these twenty years. I don't. I, I think it sticks with the team. I, I mean, you look at some of the other, like you look at like the Celtics or other teams. Players change. I mean, yeah, the core I guess was still there, but you know, you look at different teams. People come in and out. I mean, granted, it's not always Brady and Belichick. I mean, that's kind of a big deal, but right. I don't know. I think it's the laundry. So, right, that's you would make a terrible radio host if you're just like. <laughs> Middle of the road, <laughs> maybe. Uh, maybe could not. Go way. Like, <laughs> what are you gonna do? So I, I, I think guess, about it. Well, prepared for an actual question. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been saying this since Brady left, but here's what I think is going to happen. I think Brady and the Buccaneers are going to be the next greatest show on turf. Just not on turf. They're going to be on grass because they're in Tampa, and you can grow grass. Uh, and they're going to waltz into the playoffs. They're going to make it all the way to the Super Bowl. Patriots are going to scrape by on the strength of their defense, and Jared Stidham's just going to keep them in enough games, and they're going to get the seventh seed because there is a seventh seed this year, right? And they're going to scrape in as a wildcard team. They're going to get hot right at the end, and they're going to meet the, the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. And then Belichick's going to come up with one of his patented – uh, put it in the Hall of Fame defensive schemes to stifle Brady like the uh, Giants did back in take your pick years. So, so, so you're going to be that guy? That guy yeah. that has the dream scenario? See, that's how you get a radio Mullen. host. That's how you be a Mullen, kid. Yeah, this is, this is how you get listeners, Ryan. Come on. <laughs> All or nothing, baby. <laughs> and if Greg was here, he'd say, Pat, you're going to suck. Yeah. And Steve's the middle And then I'm over here saying... We're not even going to play football this year. <laughs> <laughs> that was my original. I don't take. think they'll suck. I mean, I, I think how, how do you do? You really see them beating Kansas City? I mean, I, I don't uh, see how yeah, they can get the AFC. I think they can beat Kansas City because now all they have on defense are safeties. Yeah, that's true. And that's basically custom built to beat Kansas City and only Kansas City. Yeah. And and maybe the Ravens? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they did get jobbed last year. It's not like they haven't played good against KC. Exactly, yeah. So, so we'll see. But So, uh, not to put you on the spot, but did you actually manage to watch any of this game? I did. All right. Well, the 20-minute uh, version, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hell of a, hell of a quarter and a half. <laughs> so, that's the thing. So, these Patriots, and I don't think we... Well, we've kind of talked about it throughout, but... They start off 3-0, and they're beating the, the piss out of teams. 
Like they blew the doors yep. off the Steelers. That was like supposed to be a rematch of the AFC Championship game. Then they went to the Jets and embarrassed yeah, totally. them. Yeah, Victor Green had a pick six. Yeah, against his old team, yeah, he was disrespected. And then yeah, then they had that barn burn against the Chiefs, where not Jamal Lewis. Who am I thinking of? Priest Holmes. Literally last week. Thank you. Priest Holmes ran for like 200 yards. And so you're coming like, all right, well, you know, the, it's the Patriots. They'll figure it out. Their strength is their defense. That was an anomaly. And then LaDainian Tomlinson comes in here and runs for more than 200 yards. It was quite a lot of yards. I think he, it was probably the, <laughs> it was the most he's ever run for up until then at this point. Yeah. Which was, was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is his second season, fourth game, so. Yeah, but he had 217 yards, which Jeez. is a lot on 27 carries. So it's not like he was running it 40 times. Yeah. Yeah, he was. I said last week, oh. I kept getting Priest Holmes and LT confused, maybe because I watched these two games back to back back in the day, and they both absolutely burned us. That, that's probably it. I couldn't remember who I hated, but now I know I hate LT. Yeah. So and I, I also I also hate LT for similar reasons but slightly different because I remember I I didn't watch any of these games I've realized I may have watched the Steelers game this was the only game this season I actually watched because we've talked about it before how I failed out of Penn State and uh, so at this <laughs> point yeah Ryan you know you remember. <laughs> But I was. Yeah, I wish I was on for that one. <laughs> oh, it was. It, that was a shit on Andy Brown week. You would have loved it. That <laughs> was a good week. <laughs> um, but th- at this point, I had um, traveled to England to spend time with family, and I was living in a small town in England, working at a convenience store, opening it up at four a.m. But this was the only game so far that had been on. TV in England because it was like prime time. It was the four o'clock game. Yeah. So over there, the game started like nine, ten o'clock at night, and went until midnight, one o'clock. And I had to be at work at four. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna stay for this game. The Patriots are undefeated and they're blowing the shit out of out of teams. This is gonna be great. And it was one of those games where the Patriots lost, but they were always still in it. So I had to stay up till the very fucking end of it. And then they lost anyway. And yeah, I, I mean, was, they had the ball at the very end. Yeah. In, in like a, a typical game, Brady it situation. It was yeah. entertaining. Frustrating in that they couldn't stop like the player I hate, but entertaining. I mean, it was entertaining now watching it at four o'clock in the afternoon, but not instead of <laughs> sleep. I'm a big sleep guy, and this was not my favorite game. <laughs> but I was, uh, I, I think the, the thing that stuck out to me most was how much they actually miss Troy Brown. Because the Patriots on third down sucked in this game. I don't know. I thought that uh, Deion Branch was electric. I mean, Deion Branch went off. Yeah, he had like 100 and something yards. But I thought he stepped in and filled in that Troy Brown. So, like, they were missing Deion Branch. But yeah, I don't think they I were. Remember but because Deion Branch was good on, like, first and second down, he's, he had uh, 13 catches, 128 yards. But on those third downs where you absolutely have to have it, the Troy Brown was missing is what it was, I thought. I actually watched it and was thinking kind of the opposite. I was like, holy shit, there's open receivers. But that's coming off of last year, so 
kind of fresh in my mind. <laughs> yeah, it's but true because you haven't been watching the rest of these yeah, early Patriots games. These. So not watching them in sequence, all I have yeah. to compare it to is like, you know, last year when no one could get any separation. And it's like, yeah, holy yeah. crap, that's what the offense used to look like when it worked. Right. Getting yards, all their trick plays were actually working. Right. Antoine Smith was working. Yeah. <laughs> it was... Mark Edwards was, was an actual, like, uh, a fullback who was an integral part of the game. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, was, it was like, oh, yeah, shit, that's how, that's how it used to look. Yeah. And they still lost and, like, put up 14 points. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, this was the season where, and I had kind of forgotten about this, um, like the 2001 season, the Patriots had basically just been very run-heavy, run first, second down, and try make Brady – convert the third down, whatever, hopefully third and short, but like Brady was really good on third downs and that's what kept him in games. But this year they came out and they say, basically said, you know what? Fuck it. We're going five wide. And they actually talked about it. The commentators talked about it in this game where they wanted to go five wide to tire out the Steelers defense. And so they did that basically the entire game and did like a hurry up and all that sort of shit. And then it worked so well. Like they only had a few plays in the playbook but then they kind of added a few more and they tried those against the Jets and it worked even better. So, there's, so basically at this point, they just said, you know what? Fuck, we're going five wide all the time. And this, I thought, was the one game where you kind of almost saw it come back to bite them. Because it worked really well in the first half. And they were moving up and down the field, but they couldn't quite finish drives, which I think we've seen in Patriots teams when they put the ball in Brady's hands. Like, it's 06, for instance, things like that. Or even like before they started winning these, these second round of Super Bowls, they could always get into the red zone, but they couldn't quite finish, and they were never a great like red zone team because they didn't have that running back who could finish it off. But I don't know. They, they definitely wasted a ton of opportunities in this. Yeah. yeah. We'll go like, we'll start the game like they what, score a touchdown on a baller play action from Brady, and then yes. the. Um, Chargers immediately fumble the kickoff. Yeah. Which I timed this because there's that 30 second skip on the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> eight, eight 30 second skips on the review. <laughs> I have here. Uh, you do the math. That's four minutes. I did eight 30 <laughs> second skips of the review. My God. The only thing I hate more than this is LT. <laughs> <laughs> and then they overturn it and then they immediately like throw a swing pass to the fullback and he fumbles it. Yeah. So like we had a touchdown, a fumble, and then he's kind of like pissed that. Yeah. The Pats go three and out from the San Diego 39 and end up having to punt the ball. Yeah. They missed, they missed a field goal too. Yep. Vinatieri missed it from the fucking – That's so we do best from and worst third. on this show, Ryan. I don't know if you actually listen. But at the end, we do best and worst. I'm going to do mine right now. My worst is that fucking garbage uh, baseball diamond on the field. I know people love it because it's like, oh, it's different, but I fucking hate it. It looks stupid. Everybody gets just, like dirty and everything for no fucking reason. That's actually my first note. Have the Chargers ever had a nice stadium? <laughs> no, because I've gone from that to a soccer stadium, right? Yeah, and like, they aren't they sharing the Rams stadium? Like, yeah, they've so never the had. They're their moving into this year. Yeah, until the Rams, Rams kick them out. Yeah. How they never had like, a nice fucking like Chargers stadium? Because they don't deserve it. They're a shit stadium. The <laughs> no NFL. wonder Rivers left them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, oh, Rivers is going to a much better place than fucking Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, they hang banners for anything there. They'll hang a banner for Seinfeld Rivers. Yeah. <laughs> is anyone else sick of all the run that the Colts are getting already? Like, people are talking them up like they're going to be, like, this great team. Are they? I, I've, I've heard a lot of people saying they're going to be really good this year. And, like, Rivers is going to, like, make a huge difference. Have they not seen Philip Rivers play? It, He's like Tom Brady, but with interceptions instead of touchdowns. And yeah. and, and also kids instead of touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Everyone forgets how bad he did last year already. You know? That's what I mean, yeah. Like, he's not... Like, he can still throw the ball, just not to who it needs to go to. I think <laughs> two years ago was his, like... That was his swan song when the Patriots beat the yeah. pants off of them in the playoffs. Like that was that was supposed to be their team of destiny and then they got to the playoffs and, and did Chargers playoffs things. Yeah, I thought the Chargers were gonna win that game. Honestly. A lot of people did. Yeah. I didn't. When they got exposed. <laughs> well of course you didn't. <laughs> I never do. That's how we roll. <laughs> On the Patriots dynasty I mean the reason I'm doing this podcast is because I don't think the Patriots ever lose. So <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, but yeah I think you're watching them with me. <laughs> well, that's yeah, exactly. Which is why I don't watch it with you anymore. Although now we could probably start. We may just like have to rip off the banning and watch like, no, the first four just... weeks. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, if you really want to screw Stidham, we can get together week one and just. That's true. Yeah, and then uh, tank for Trevor, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we could probably make that happen. So yeah, so if you're listening, um, and you you want us to. To, to submarine the Patriots season, let us know and we will. Uh, me and Ryan Sawyer will watch the game. Nobody again. wants that. Oh, there's people out there that want it. Have you not been on Twitter ever? Nobody who's listening to this fucking podcast does. Well, I mean, that, that's, that's a. Who's like, what Jets? Because nobody's listening to this suffering podcast. through all of this, slogging <laughs> through all of these episodes to get to week four, 2002, and like, oh, yeah, got him. Well, that's I'm because, that's because they're suffering through. The, the the first four weeks of the Patriots post Tom Brady because me and Ryan Story are watching the games together and they're losing in heartbreaking fashion. They're like, you know what? Let's go back to the good times and listen to when they actually didn't suck. I bet they'll do it for some craft beers. <laughs> we'll do it for shitty beers. You kidding? <laughs> Ryan Story is not a fancy man. I, uh, I'm a PBR guy. All right, after... I rest my case. After that touchdown, blown drive, that deep yeah. ball by Drew Brees was classic. Drew Brees it was excellent. Yeah, one of the best. I, deep I still balls think I've seen out of that him. Drew Brees went to the the um, Doug Flutie school of throwing a football, where he has to put like a hundred and eleven percent into every single throw he makes or every movement he makes. <laughs> Like I still remember, like from last season, know, Doug one. Flutie, Doug Flutie, uh, you know when you kind of lift your foot when you're in shotgun to get the snap, he would like he wouldn't just lift his foot and put it down. He would like stomp the, his fucking foot, and he would, like every single move was completely over exaggerated. And I'm pretty sure Drew Brees picked that up from him. And if not, I don't want to be corrected because it just feels right. I wish we had a stats guy because I had uh, it was 53 yards, and that was his. Oh, just looked it up. I'm the own stats guy. That was his <laughs> career long at the time. And I was like, I wonder what his career long is now. Like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of touchdowns later. 
Wasn't that like his fourth game? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah. So what is his career long? Ninety-eight yards to Brandon Cooks. Oh shit! Remember That's that? Like, yeah. No. I remember this game. <laughs> I remember this play at least. Yeah. Who is it against? Cooks. They're like. It was kind of like that uh, Brady to Wes Welker. The I think that was ninety-eight or ninety-nine yards. Ninety-nine, baby. It was the same idea. It was just like one-on-one on the outside, and Cooks obviously wicked, wicked fast, just beat his dude off the line, and Brady's just. Same, same kind of nice deep ball here. About to hear it. Awesome. Against the Raiders. Oh well, they, there you go. That sounds about right. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> um, but I, I don't want any of us to take away from the fact that um, this game was the first that we ever saw of the wonderful connection between Brady and his linebackers. It was Brady to Vrabel for the first time ever. I think we mentioned it briefly earlier was that the first one this was the first one ever yes okay he looked pretty excited so i was wondering that actually yeah well i mean they're all excited to catch touchdowns at this point yeah <laughs> oh no brady looked excited like like how yeah. you tommy is <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> the fact that it fucking worked and the commentators all they could talk out. about was uh how rabel must have been a really good blocker to be in there because of all the tight ends that the patriots had at this point and I was thinking to myself, have you seen Cam Cleland play football? I had, they also had a note on there. It was like they very briefly I had to pause it. This was uh, – he had 11 TDs. That was his 11th touchdown of the year, which is pretty solid for a game and a quarter or three games and a quarter. And he had nine Brady's different brother. receivers. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. This was the time when Brady's favorite receiver was the open receiver. Who were the nine? They didn't say. I was wondering if we could come up with them because I mean we've watched all the games. All right, Ryan Story, who's the nine wide who's the nine people who caught touchdowns from Bray in the first four weeks? Pretty sure you could probably do this. All right, so we got probably Branch. Yeah. Uh Fourier. Yeah. Uh, Fourier had the first cool. touchdown in uh in Gillette Stadium history, actually. He got another one in this game too. Yep. So Branch Fourier, Vrabel, of course. Brady. Troy Brown. Troy Brown's had a few. Brown. That's four. Uh, Patton's must have had one. That's five. You would think. Um, oh, Daniel Graham had one. He had his first ever touchdown. The are, you, are, you letting, are you letting him do it, or are you going to do it for him, Andy? We're all doing it. Wow. Join in, <laughs> Steve Brown, if you got anything to add. Uh, Antoine, does he have a touchdown at this point? No, I don't think so. Not a receiving. Uh, Kevin Falk? Yeah, because I thought it was his first one. Yeah, I was gonna oh, say that's it. right. You thought it was his first ever, and he's been around. Yeah, he like never even played like six. six. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> typical Steve Brown. So that's yeah. seven. I know one more. Uh, Cam Cleveland. Yeah, you're just Cleveland. Was it really? Oh fuck! Yeah. All right, so that's eight. Uh, ninth. Oh, was it um, Donald Hayes? I think oh he yes, had a, he had that hook route. Yep. That was it, yeah, early in the in the Steelers games. That was nine. God damn. Remember Donald Hayes, Ryan? I was just gonna say that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So and the Patriots Cam, Cam Cleveland was one too, but Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we actually realized that um the last game of two thousand one was against the Panthers where they blew him out. And in that game, Donald Hayes had two balls bounce off his hands that were intercepted. <laughs> 
And both were actually returned for touchdowns, but one was called back for holding on the return. He's been decent this year so far, though. Yeah. And he's wearing 81, so you look at him like, oh, that's Randy Moss. And then you realize, no. He's no. a big dude. He's <laughs> definitely not Randy Moss. Yeah. Bizarre he's the same Randy build. Moss. Yeah. But he's, he's Randy Moss who didn't run a 4-0 or something. Yeah. Randy Moss ran a five, well, like a 5-1. <laughs> so right after uh, Mike Vrabel scores that touchdown, he comes back with two awesome plays. Of course, it's three and out, right, when they get the ball back. Yeah, he does. They were, they were like weirdly talking about that rookie center getting a start. Ball, who happened to be from Londonderry, oh, which they said Jason later. Ball from Londonderry, New Hampshire, yeah. who played at UNH. Don't you worry about that. And then they show <laughs> Mike Graves absolutely just like him blocking air on his rush. Yeah. Just kind of threw him out the way as if he was on second down. And then on third down, he bats down the ball. It's pretty awesome. Like they give him a touchdown, he immediately comes out and makes like two, not like huge offensive plays. It's still the second quarter, but still pretty awesome. Yeah, I think if you're gonna give a game ball to anybody in this, it's probably Rabel because he's the only one that had any sort of like positivity. Yeah, he crushed it. I mean, you could probably give it to Brady too, but we're talking about. Uh, but we'll get into it. We'll get into our game balls. All right. Yeah, but I, I think. The, one of the stats they show was that Tom Brady over the past two games had thrown the ball over a hundred times. Yeah. Which was fucking bananas to me. Especially back then. Right. Exactly. Back in 2002 when they were converting slowly from a running team and now all of a sudden they're throwing it literally 50 times a game. It's fucking ridiculous. Well, like you said, I mean, they started the season like completely surprising everyone by throwing yeah. And I mean, I, I remember he had like, I forget how many 300 yard games, but he just started and was just piling up 300 yard games right off yeah. the bat. Just over and, over and over. And the year before, again. it's like Brady throwing for 300 yards. It's not. No, you he didn't have saw. a great game. He threw a bunch of bad picks. He did actually. He threw like a couple that were just like, like this is like another one. You're just like, God damn it. Like, he had one in the third quarter. He had one in the second quarter to like end drives that were like points, basically. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. not careful with the ball. Again, like you said, the, the Pats move the ball is it shouldn't have been as close as it was. We should have been whooping them up a little bit more than we were. Yeah, uh, like I was surprised at how well the offense performed for a game where they only scored fourteen points. Yeah. It, do, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, so I'm looking, I'm looking at the scores, and I'm like, I remember them losing this game. I remember it sucked. Don't forget to say the score, Andy. The score was it ended. New England Patriots 14, San Diego Chargers 21. And the last score came three plays into the second half. So if you do want to watch this game, that's one thing we've been doing, well, that we've been trying to do and we haven't done very well, is give a watchability score on these games. So out of, we're doing it out of six Lombardies, Ryan's story, because we're assholes like that. That makes sense. Yeah. And so the last game was Patriots won 34-31 in overtime with a barn burner. We gave that, I think, a solid five Lombardies because it was an exciting game and they won. This game, uh, but I think we also said that only watch the second half of that game because the first half was the Patriots had more penalty yards than they did actual yards. <laughs> yeah, they had like 10 penalties for 100 yards in that game. It was, it was rough. But most of those came in the first half and then they 
unload in the second half. But this game, I think, is probably opposite in both ways. If you're going to watch a game, only watch the first half because that's when the Pages do anything. And I would give it, I'd probably give it a one and a half Lombardis, maybe two. Or because it's Vrabel's first, uh, first touchdown. All right, I'll, I'll, get, I'll give it a because it wasn't like a blowout. It was like watchable to the end, you know? That's true. That's well, yeah, chance. but when's the last time the Pages have actually gotten blown out? We talked about this. Like, it doesn't happen very often anyway. They lose, they lose close, right? And this was, let's touch on that second half. They come out with the fucking three Stooges defense where everybody falls over each other trying to tackle LT <laughs> and he runs for like 50 <laughs> fucking yards for a touchdown. That's that three plays into literally, like, I saw like six dudes and two of them, like, it was his, Six missed tackles because there's people falling over in pairs. <laughs> I'd, I'd say that's a, a, a quite a surprisingly accurate description. Tom Brady throws like a pick, play. like late third quarter in the red zone. You know, they they're just like flirting outside field goal range a lot, and just Ken Walters is hitting like 15 yard punts. Yeah, <laughs> and then the yeah, Chargers in the fourth quarter hit like an absolutely amazing punt. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Falk like returning five. punts because. Troy Brown is, of course, injured. And he lets one bounce at the five, and it literally goes sideways and goes straight out of bounds. Yeah. The Pages have less than two minutes and no timeouts left. They just can't make it happen. They still got down the field. They like, did. They got into San Diego territory and got to, like, the 30-ish yard line, 40-yard line. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was watchable, so I'm going to give it a three. Just because we didn't win doesn't mean it wasn't, like, an entertaining game. Agree to disagree. stuff. I'm a homer. I only want to watch the wins. Seeing, like seeing Seau and Rodney in the Chargers and Tim Dwight. Tim Dwight, Drew Brees in a Chargers uniform, which looks weird, you know? Also, the fact that he looked like he was 16 years old was a little strange to me. Yeah, like his helmet comes off at one point. So you get to see like super young Drew Brees running around. Yeah. Like, oh, kid, was he able to drive to the game or his mom? As long as you can skip the replays, because there was a bunch of those. Oh, this eight well, thirty second skip, a six thirty second skip, three thirty second skip, all in the first half. Oh yeah, and well, I remember because in two thousand one when we were doing it, I think replay was new, so they were literally timing it, and they had a little timer in the top corner of like yes. how long this replay was taken. I love that, and it would take like maybe two minutes tops if it was borderline, and also what they were doing that they've scrapped this year was that they were doing um, fan polls where you could text in like you're part of um, American Idol and you can vote either the play should stand or it should be overturned. And they would show the percentages like as the referees coming out from underneath the hood, which should still fucking happen. The fact that that doesn't is a travesty. And I blame the NFL. I blame, no, specifically, I blame Roger Goodell. Mainly because I just- You should write him a strongly worded letter. I'm going to do that. I'm going to follow my mother's footsteps. And I'm going to write Roger Goodell yeah. a very strongly worded worded letter. You let oh, Hang on. The Hells Angels are driving past my house. Did you hear them? A little bit. Not really. They're not Hells Angels. They're probably dentists on motorcycles. But that's cool. I, um, I, I've, I got a football or not football. I don't know if you well, hang on. Before we do that, I want, to, I, want to, I want to know how many Lombardi's Ryan gives this game. Yeah, I'll go Having three. three. Right in the middle. middle what a fucking crowd. surprise. <laughs> right. Well, it was an okay game. Just like Steve said, it was it was an okay game. The first half was really good. If you just watch the first half, it's a fun game. 
the second half is a fucking slog, but they have their chances. They just keep fucking up and pissing you off. And then they have the ball at the end with the chance to win. So that they don't. That's the, that was the heartbreaking thing is like Brady doesn't ever not convert those. At least up until this point. Like um, when he would get the ball and he needed to score it, at this point in his career, he always got one. Like I don't think there was one before this that he hadn't converted. Like his first game was the Jets. All right, I'll give you that. The fact that he, he played the first like four plays against the Jets and that didn't work. But he almost still did it though. Yeah, I guess. He was he was throwing pass in the end zone that were hitting people in the hands. But this just wasn't that it would so and the way the game ended was Brady threw it it was like 30, 40 seconds left. Brady threw it to Kevin Falk across the middle. And Kevin Falk tried to lateral it to a lineman. And oh, the yeah. lineman just said, nah, not my fucking problem. And just let the ball go right past him. <laughs> he looked like then, the Super Bowl. Yeah, for Kevin Falk's trouble, he got lit the fuck up. Like, absolutely blown up by the uh, linebacker, Donnie Edwards. Just absolutely just, oh, that looked so painful. And that was basically the last play of the game. So let's let's game. talk about the commentating, Andy. You've been actually very quiet about it up to this point. Usually, you're all riled up. So this is true, and I thought I'd be more riled up because it was Phil Sims, and Phil Sims hates him some Patriots. Am I right? I, I don't know if I agree with that. Ryan, how do you wh- what do you think Phil think Sims is? Them. Huh? I don't think he hates him. You you're kind of right in the him. middle. I, I, I used to. I, I think he used to like Brady. <laughs> so that's the thing. Like I think now, he his new thing is that he likes to root against Patriots because they're the evil empire. Well, and his but, son hates him, and his son's a douche. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because his son played. Well, I, I don't know if "played" is the right word, but was in the NFL at the same time, right? Yeah, he he was for the Bucks. Chris Sims, right? Yeah, yeah. and he he either tried to catch out. He was a coach for the Pats for like a year. Was he really? Yeah. No shit. All right, well, that'll explain the hate. So he, he that's why he always has, you know, for years he's had the hot take of, you know, Brady's not as good as he is and blah, 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 <laughs> that shit. Right, right, right. So I think you can see Phil turning when his son decided he didn't like the pads. But early on, like this game, I thought Sims was pro Brady. And that's exactly what I'm going to say. Yeah, he does. He really loves him some early Tom Brady back in these days, which was... Kind of strange to hear because, again, like I said, I missed this whole season. So I, we didn't have Phil Sims doing any Patriots games the season before because the Patriots weren't good enough for that. We had Dan fucking Deer. He did the Raiders game. Did he? That's oh, cool. that's right. Yeah, he did the Raiders game, and he loved Tom Brady in that game too. Did you catch his foreshadowing at the uh, beginning of the game? That sounds familiar. I don't know if I wrote it down. What was it? It was like... He's like, Brady makes it look too easy. It's too easy for Brady. Yeah, this league is hard. He hasn't suffered yet. You got to suffer. Tom Brady hasn't done that yet. <laughs> I did not catch that, but that's pretty good. I did catch the fact that he called Charlie Weiss an arrogant play caller, which was apparently a compliment. I, I don't quite understand how. Yeah, I got a little upset when they said – is in the late second quarter, like, oh, that's a really good block by Curtis Conway, and he's clearly holding Ty Law. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, the same play happens reverse, 
like the Patriots receivers doing it, Patton or Branch. That's Patton, yeah. Oh, that's an easy call. <laughs> right. It was exactly the same play. But at this point, the first few games have been Dan Deerdorf and Dick Enberg. And I think I was just so happy not to hear them commentate this game that I just gave both of them a free pass. I'm like, you know what? I ain't even write nothing down. Like, I'm fine with this. It's not not Dan Deerdorf, so I'm happy with it. They did they did confuse me a little bit though. Um Okay, let's hear you. Yeah, you've got a football, not football. Ryan, yeah. you know you know what this is? Nope. So Mike started this back in the day and uh he was confused about some some of the uh terminology that the commentators would use and he wasn't sure if they were talking about football or or not football. So he would ask us these questions and we would answer them. So uh, Steve, it sounds like Steve has found one of these. He said, uh, ball is on Brewski at the point of contact. Excuse me? <laughs> ball is on Brewski at the point of contact. Do you have any context for this? Was there somebody rubbing up against Teddy Brewski at this point? I mean, it's football. I'm assuming a lot of rubbing was going on in that game. <laughs> there is a lot of contact in this game. Um, what, the point of contact, you know, like, like the – yeah, I mean, the, the ball men? is the point of contact. Where is the is? Why is the ball on Brewski at the point of contact? Wouldn't it be the balls too? You would think it would be the balls, yeah. Unless we're talking about um, uh, Lance Armstrong, and there was like some sort of situation with that. I didn't see any yellow jerseys out there, though. That's true, but, but maybe somebody had had a, a similar situation, if you will. Oh, for did, instance. Did. I don't want to put uh, bad words on our, our friend Jason Ball from London, Air, New Hampshire, but I mean. Why do they call that... him that? Right, exactly. Why, why do they call him Jason Balls? Yeah. Why do they call him Jason Balls? Really? I mean, yeah. just asking the questions here. A lot of people are saying, Jason Ball, why just one? <laughs> and honestly, I looked him up and I couldn't find him online. Otherwise, I, w- I was going to try to have him on because that'd be fucking great. <laughs> but he doesn't exist on. You probably got the fuck out of London there a long time ago. <laughs> well, he went and played in San Diego. I which... place no more. Which, uh, did you catch one of the commentators talk about how LT had said that um, concentrating on football in San Diego was very difficult to do? No. <laughs> and they're like, I bet it is. Like, all right, you horny bass. It's keeping your pants. Yeah, he's not Travis Henry over here. <laughs> yeah, LT is uh, Or Cromartie. Yeah. Forgets how many kids he has. As you do. He got the number right. He just couldn't remember the names or the birthdays or something. It was yeah, I, I think it was the names. It was not great. Um, but the one last thing I want to talk about, and I thought Connor was gonna be here to do this, but he's not. Um this was uh in in the two thousand two draft, the San Diego Chargers selected in the second round, 48th overall, a wide receiver from Florida named Roche Caldwell. Oh, really? They did. So this was Roche Caldwell's rookie season. He didn't play at all. He did not. I think he probably did, but he didn't do anything of note. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't see him. No, I, I don't remember. He might have saw me. Called. He might have saw me, but I didn't see him. <laughs> He's probably seeing you right now. <laughs> eyes are, are so big. The one thing he doesn't see is the pass coming his way when he's wide open on the two-yard line uh, against the Colts in the playoffs, but that's uh, another story. 
Um, so I did a little digging. Oh, we're going to, we're going down the reshape Caldwell rabbit hole right now. I think we probably should. No, we need to save reshade it. You think we should save Rishay Caldwell? Oh yeah, wait till he comes to us. All right. Because there's another draft pick by the Chargers that had an even better name. Oh, give it to me. Best name of any defensive back ever. Really? Quentin Jammer? Oh, Quentin Jammer. That's right. Pick first. uh, Well, fifth overall. First round, though. Quentin Jammer. It is an amazing name. It's it's up there with Ty Law because... The I mean you don't have the I fought the law and the law one jokes but I mean Quentin Jammer as a I feel like he would have to play like bump and run man to man though right like you you yeah, could oh, be yeah. a zone defensive yeah, he is not a zone guy not in a million years he's got to be like a Brandon Browner type who we could probably talk about too because he's got some some interesting post football stories <laughs> yeah <laughs> is, is all he right so, uh yes he is. Okay, I thought so. Or, I think violence and drug charges. Well, I know yeah, what he did should have landed him in jail. I just didn't know if he was there yet. I believe so. I don't know if he's still in jail, but I know he went to jail for a little bit. I don't know if it's it's still a thing. But we'll get to that. When when was he on the team? Was that like 2014-ish? Browning? Yeah, 14. So we'll get to that in 12 seasons. <laughs> So we'll get there in like six years. It'd be fine. Yeah, so, maybe we should do the uh, Rishi Caldwell <laughs> rabbit hole now. This is what I mean. So, uh, Rishi Caldwell, if you if you Google him, you know, as soon as the normal stuff comes up, uh, his picture, which always looks like a mugshot, but I think that's just how he looks with the eyes. Um, there's also a story from ESPN entitled how Rache Caldwell Googled his way from the Patriots to prison. I read that. I won't, I, I won't read you the whole thing because that seems like uh, a lot of work. And you can, you can read it yourself. It's on ESPN.com. But basically, the gist of it is what happened. He got arrested for running a sports book out of like a, a mechanic shop across the street from like a middle school. And because there was so much traffic going in and out, it got the attention of the authorities. They got arrested for it. He was on probation and decided he had heard about um, buying drugs online. So he Googled it and tried to do it himself. He's like, there's no way this is a possibility. There's no way this is a real thing. So he Googled it and tried to do it while on probation and immediately got caught because all his shit is tracked and ended up in jail for, (laughs) for attempting to buy I don't even know what it was. It was probably just weed. But uh, attempting to buy drugs on, I think it was Silk Road. And you really should have seen that coming. To his house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for and, and the best part is that that's not it. Um, oh, all right. Yes, as that uh, Shamal guy would say. Was it Shamal guy? No, the Ox Queen guy. Um, but, but wait, wait. There's, there's more. more. Yes. Um, so just recently, uh, th- this story is on Yahoo Sports. So sports.yahoo.com. Uh, from January 28th, 2020. So you do the math. Uh, we're, we're actually recording this in May, May 21st, 2020. So not that long ago. 
And um, it is Rache Caldwell and Etrick Pruitt. I don't know who that is. Pleading guilty in health fund fraud case. And I think we had talked about this before, Steve, if you remember. It may have been Greg that brought it up. But basically what happened is uh, a group of NFL players, Rache Caldwell probably being the lookout, would be my guess. But who else was on? Oh, uh, Joe Horn was part of this as well. Yeah. Um, this is where it came up, came up in that Saints game. Oh, yeah. Other players involved. Joe, so it was Joe Horn, Carell Buckhalter, Clinton Portis, Tamarick Vanover from this game. He was the kick returner. They kept calling him Tamarick, which I thought was weird. So I don't know if I'm saying it wrong or not. Uh, those are the big names. Um, they were basically defrauding the NFL by filing nearly $4 million worth of false insurance claims in 18 months from the Gene Upshaw NFL player health reimbursement account plan, according to prosecutors. So what they would do is they would submit claims to be paid for medical equipment um, for like four players, but it was equipment that they didn't actually buy or receive. They just do it to get the money. And uh, the, I think the reason they got caught was because the medical equipment was uh, things such as hyperbaric chambers and cryotherapy machines. And also have been alleged to have uh, fake prescriptions as well for support for those fraudulent claims. So, <clears throat> and, and Caldwell, Googled, how do I commit insurance fraud online? Yeah. Either that or he heard it from Clinton Portis, you know, the, uh, <laughs> the, the stellar mind that he is. <laughs> At least he's going from you know up to white collar crimes. That's true. Yeah, he's not he's not running a gambling ring out of a out of a storefront across the street from a middle school. So that's a step up. I honestly didn't find that one that bad. Yeah, I think it was the fact that there was so much traffic going in and out across the street from that school was the reason he got caught. Yeah, if he had done it literally anywhere else, it would have been fine. But yeah, I think the uh, the googling how to buy drugs online is probably. I don't know if you can say it's a low point. I'm not sure we're there yet. Yeah, he he's he's the kind of guy who keeps digging. Yeah, yeah I mean he's always looking forward. So that's for sure. <laughs> he's always looking for the next opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> but if yeah, I, if you if you're having a bad day. Or you know you're 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 feeling stressed from work, or you know you've you've got some stuff going on at home. Just just go to Google.com and type in Rache Caldwell, R-E-C-H-E Caldwell, and just click on the images button, and you will feel a lot better about yourself because these pictures are hysterical. Like a good cat video. It, yeah, it's it's like the football version of a of a funny cat video. Just makes you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Do you One because remember, you can. Um, Chris Berman's nickname for him. He had a nickname for him. Yeah, which didn't include his eyes. Really? What was it? It was Ricochet Richet. Called really Ricochet yeah. Caldwell? Huh? I feel like Chris Berman really dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, I mean Berman's usually dead on with these things. He's usually spot on, but maybe I don't know. Yeah, Andre Bad Moon Rising. I mean, it's classic. I wonder if there's any urban thesaurus uh, entries for for Rache Caldwell. Let's not let's let's skip that and go to the uh, best and worst. <laughs> something. 
All right. I'll get to the urban day, uh, urban thesaurus again. Yeah. That. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> Too late. Nothing good. <laughs> Tom Brady's the first result. Not quite so good. All right. So Steve, then you, if you want to kick it off, let's let's hear your best and worst from this game. Um. Let's see. I never really covered my worst in detail about how much I hate LT and how good of a game. <laughs> yeah, you really yeah. didn't talk about that much. I give me, give me a little best. bit of a. Why, why, why do you hate LT? I don't think it was because of this game. This is why I got him and Priest Holmes confused. But Fair. it's just all those crybaby stuff. And when they were actually good, and we beat him in the playoffs, about. Oh yeah, when he called, uh, when he called Belichick a cheater and says, "All starts from the top." Mm-hmm. He was like, dirty team. Up and shit, choking up and. Even Christmas. though Sean Merriman was, yeah, we was doing the, the lights was out. the dance that they were doing? Yeah. 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 And yeah, he's yeah. one of the dirtiest defensive players ever. Okay. Yeah. That's Understandable. Really why. And he played for the Jets, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Fuck that guy. Another reason to hate LT. <laughs> Steve Brown's a man of simple pleasures and simple hatreds. I love it. <laughs> Uh, it was awesome to see, you know, Sayow and Rodney Harrison flying around there, even if they were flying around on our guys and watching Junior Sayow like miss time a blitz and then like like step on the snap. Yeah, <laughs> like trying to blitz. dance his way back. Yeah, he like clearly missed time back a, a lot, and so yeah, he's just like cool. stuck in no man's land and then just like kind of dances around a little bit and then, like <laughs> steps on fucking football while the center's still holding it. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> that was fantastic. And then uh, I also liked the little game break where they showed Fred Jackson. I mean, yeah, LT tore us up, but Fred Jackson hung 237 yards on the Jets that week. That year. <laughs> I missed that one. That's fantastic. Yeah, that was big on that. Good. Fuck them. Yep. Fuck the Jets, right? All right, Ryan, not to put you on the spot, but do you have any uh, best and or worst for this game? I mean, obviously, Brable's touchdown was kind of cool, especially now that it was the first one. So now I know why they celebrated like they did. (laughs) Um, And the worst, just that pathetic last drive was just unwatchable. Yeah, that that last play was a shitty way to end a football game. Yeah, and it was reminiscent of a lot of ending of games recently, so it was uh, difficult to watch. Ah, that's yeah, that that makes me sad because it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, my my best was um, Marty Schottenheimer describing the Patriots' defensive motion pre-snap, where he said it looks like spaghetti on a plate. Because basically, yeah. he had literally no idea what the Patriots were doing and what they were bringing. And so they had um, just simplified everything to just basically, like, all the blocking, everything was completely simplified. They just, like, blocked the guy who's in front of you because they had no idea what was coming. And the first half, you could tell because they had no idea what was going on. Um, let's see. My worst was – I had something here. I mean, other than Troy Brown being out for this game, because Troy Brown's my favorite. Um, actually, no, my other best was uh, Jason Ball, the starting center for the San Diego Chargers, who was from London, New Hampshire, if, if you hadn't 
known that. <coughs> and uh, played at UNH, which were both Ryan and I went to, and <clears throat> Greg also. Yeah, the Jesus kids at UNH before they were even relevant, though. So. Yeah. Yeah, this was before the Chip Kelly days when yeah. they actually did anything. This was like when they were bad UNH. And he still managed to make the NFL, so good for him. That was your best. Like they were talking about the guy way too much for how crappy he was. <clears throat> right, but he's from New Hampshire. So fuck it. It's my best, bro. Cool. He's from London. I've been there. I've, I've been <laughs> to London before. That's fucking cool. Yeah, I've been there and regretted it. Well, yeah, that's why he doesn't live there anymore, probably, because it's London New Hampshire. Oh, I regretted being there. <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of best, uh, another best is that Greg Brown has actually just joined us. <laughs> oh, has he really? <laughs> As we're wrapping up the show, yes. Greg, well, just in time for game balls. <laughs> uh, oh, my worst is... Um, the the music during the stoppage in play in San Diego in 2002. I don't remember all the songs, but I definitely recognize one of them as Avril Lavigne. And I think that's just the worst regardless of what that's time frame. too early for Avril Lavigne, 2002? Look it up, bro. That seems right. Yeah, 2002 I think... wasn't a great era of music. No, no. <laughs> it was like the 80s. <laughs> I stick to that. No good music came out of the 80s. Except maybe Metallica? Yeah, 2000. Stat check. 2002 (laughs) was like her let's go and she took off. See, there you go. And they were playing it in stadiums across California, apparently. I haven't heard it in the East Coast games that we've we've played, but uh, we've definitely had it for this one. And I was disappointed in in the San Diego crowd. Yeah, for a playing in a Canadian too. Come on, this is America. This is what I mean. Like this is this is American football. Why are you playing Canadian chick girl music? Maybe at a hockey game. <laughs> uh, maybe figure skating. All right, let's go do your game balls. <clears throat> All right. Well, Greg Brown has now joined twice and has failed both times. Yeah, so, one. <laughs> uh, so it's not just you, Ryan, who sucks at technology. It's also our, our brother, Greg. Yeah, I, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> How much help did you have? Well, if you got everything set up, I just had to press the button. <laughs> <laughs> I rest my case. Uh, the fact that your name comes up as Alicia is what gave me that <laughs> that hint. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> uh, all right, Steve, give me give me some game balls. Uh, I'm going on Dion Branch. Okay. All right. Electric rookie start to his yeah. actually pretty illustrious career, all things this, considered. Yeah, this is definitely a breakout game for him. I agree. I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, everyone says Tom Brady can't develop a rookie receiver, and maybe that was true later in his career, but I'm like from the jump, Dion was awesome. And then this game especially, this is his fourth ever career game. Yep. Troy Brown is out, and it's like, all right, you know, I know this is game four, but now you're Troy Brown. Yeah. And he was he was lighting it up, especially in the first half. I mean, he seemed to slow down a little bit in the second, but. Right. Well, I think the whole offense did. Yeah. His kick return ability, now, he didn't yeah. show much in this game, but still. 
He's I thought first, he, yeah, he had a couple that were pretty good. He's getting back out to like the thirty yard line every time. This game and the beginning of the season that they'd found they definitely found something awesome in Dion Branch. Yeah, no, they definitely did. I agree. Where with was he that. drafted? Ryan Story, where was he drafted? What yeah, where was he drafted? What, what, round? what round? Yeah. I remember. I, I don't think it was the first round, was it? Second round sixty five overall. Yeah, Out man. of Louisville. They don't, they don't uh, draft receivers um, in the first round unless it's Chad Jackson. They prefer to be called Louisville. I don't. I don't know that they do, but okay. They do. I. I know many people from Louisville, and that's how they actually prefer to be. I don't know that you do. <laughs> My girlfriend's but from Louisville. But you also call it a uh, Cabernet when you order wine. Yes, <laughs> Pinot Grigiot. So the French prefer that too, Andy. God, <laughs> some fucking culture. Hard tease. French love them. <laughs> if, if, if the letters are there, you might as well pronounce them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wait, All right. Dion's not his first name. No, it's Anthony. You knew that? No, I'm just looking at the same page you are. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Dion Branch Jr. Sweet. From Albany, Georgia. How about that? All right, Ryan, give us your uh, game ball. Who would you give it to in this game? Well, I was going to go with Dion Branch, but that's not fun. So <laughs> uh, I guess, I don't know, Vrabel. Like Greg pointed out, he had some good defensive plays. You know, he batted the ball down. He seemed to be, well, typical Vrabel game, really. He's always disruptive. But then he's he the first touchdown catch out there for him. I mean, you know, defensive guys. So I'm told by the Deerdorfs of the world, etc. Defensive guys love that kind of shit. So <laughs> big game for them. Oh Jesus! Fuck you and your Deerdorf call out. How dare you? <laughs> did you know he's in the Hall of Fame? I did. Fuck you for knowing that. We're probably announcing, right? <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. I mean, it could be for football. He's not good at either of them. I was gonna say. I mean. It's- <laughs> <laughs> Even Vrabel awesome, really. is like coming on at this part of the, his career. Like he didn't play that much last year. No, he didn't. This was yeah. This and was like the beginning of like Vrabel. He looks like this is his best offensive game I'd seen up to this point from him. Yeah, yeah I think his peak like, is touchdown. probably the 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 Charger Super Bowl. Uh, the uh, Panther Super Bowl it was probably his peak. That touchdown he had seemed like energizing because he was a beast on defense like immediately after it too. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, for the rest of that that half, it's great. How many TD catches does he have on his career? Uh, he has twelve. I'm gonna you say look seven. it up on PatriotsDynasty.com, PatriotsDynasty.info/slash Tom Brady t- TD passes. Uh, oh, he has. Uh, he's actually high up on the list. Surprisingly, he has ten touchdown passes. He is 16th on the list of touchdown passes from Tom Brady. He's 12 on his career, so he must have caught some in KC. I think he did. I think he got a couple in KC, yeah. But he has more touchdown catches than Philip Dorsett or Brandon LaFell did. Oof. Or Brandon Cooks or Jabbar Gaffney. <laughs> more touchdowns than interceptions. Yeah. Fucking right. He has more than twice as many touchdowns as Aaron Dobson did or Malcolm Mitchell. Or Josh Gordon. 
That's amazing. I love it. How does that make you feel? All those players had four touchdowns. Oh, God. Can, can we talk about how Dorsett sucks horribly real quick? <laughs> I feel like you need to get something off your chest, so let's, let's do that real quick. I hate that guy. He sucks. Why? Wow, this is the first like bit of like hot take passion I've heard out of you, but so he was horrible. Yeah, he was horrible. He couldn't. I thought he was okay. Got no separation. He was never in the right fucking spot. He couldn't be relied on, and they fucking needed him. He was useless. And was then he, he the only he, one to catch a touchdown in their Super Bowl against the Rams, the second one, that whole playoff series. What? I'm pretty he sure he wanted to catch only, a touchdown in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. He got the only touchdowns all playoffs that year. Yeah, that's true. Caught one against uh, <clears throat> one against the Chiefs and one against yep. the um, Chargers. I mean, Sony cleaned up a lot near the goal line, but that's yeah, true. I thought he was like a good three receiver. He was never gonna, never awesome, but yeah, it was like him or you know, Sid Jacoby. Might as well get that guy. Like he's probably better than Caldwell. Well, okay. Oh, right. Sorry, Rache Caldwell or Philip Dorsett? Yeah. Fuck, I'm was... taking Caldwell. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You remember one play. He wasn't good, but he wasn't, I don't know, Dorsett pissed me off, man. <laughs> no kidding. He was just never when you needed him. You know, it's like, even when they have actual receivers, it's like, obviously, Edelman's going to draw multiple guys. You know, back when they had Kronk, he's going to draw multiple guys. Even when Torset had single coverage, you could never get open. He was supposed to be fast and all this shit sucked. I don't like him. <laughs> and then he leaves and he's like, oh, yeah, I need to get out of there, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, because you sucked. Yeah. All right, so like I'd rather have him or the number three receiver on the 06 Patriots. Who was that? Gaffney? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, definitely want Gaffney. Gaffney was great. Doug Gabriel. Oh, yeah, all right. Maybe Doug not. Gabriel is not very good. Doug Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, Jabbar Gaffney, I think, was 1A with Troy Brown at the end of his career. Doug Gabriel and Rishay Caldwell. So, if we, yeah, if we're talking about uh, reception yards in 2006. Rashad Caldwell first, Ben Watson second, Troy Brown third, Kevin Falk fourth, Doug Gabriel fifth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone's complaining about last year. It could always be worse, uh, buddy. That was the reason the Patriots went out and got wide receivers. Well, I, I saw Dorsett in with Gabriel on that. I forgot how. No, Dorsett's a better. Dorsett's definitely than better than Doug Gabriel. 100%. Well, no, I'm saying like, but he would be in that same spot. I'd rather have like 2006 Watson and who else you say? Falk and Troy Brown. Troy Brown, yeah. End of his career, Troy Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, nice to see you. You want to give us your best and worst? Hey, guys. (laughs) Am I late? (laughs) Yeah, we're literally stopping now. (laughs) Perfect timing. What game game are we talking about? 2002 week four against at San Diego Chargers. Doesn't matter. You didn't watch it anyway. Yeah, you didn't watch it. We know. Did we win? No. God damn it. I was in England at the time and I stayed up till 2 a.m. to watch it and had to be at work at 4 a.m. And they lost. And it sucked. So what's your best and worst? 
Sorry, I lost you there. What'd you say? <laughs> I said, what's your best and worst? Uh, oh, well, my best was Ryan Story's performance today. <laughs> you know, he really brings the levity. Yeah, firing out hot takes left and right. I couldn't keep up. It was just <laughs> nothing but hot takes. <laughs> Definitely wasn't middle of the road on anything at all. <laughs> and, and my worst is that massive nose he's got plastered on his face. <laughs> The closest thing this podcast has to Ken Walters, so you be careful. <laughs> yeah, my best is uh, Ryan Story's sense of smell. <laughs> uh, he doesn't even need GPS; he just follows his nose. <laughs> That's what I tell him every time he asks for directions. <laughs> Follow the smell of your musk. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I do have a strong musk, so it does work. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for joining, Greg. But this has been a fantastic episode of the Pages po- Dynasty podcast. Uh, do you know what's happening next week? Do we know where we're going next week? No, I don't even know. Don't tell me who wins. I already know you ruined all these games for me, Andy. We're going but to you tell me when when this when this losing streak ends because I have no idea. Pro Player Stadium in Miami, Florida. To face the Jets. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm facing the Dolphins. You better not fucking lose the goddamn Jets. The I'm three scared. and one Miami Dolphins against the three and one New England Patriots. AFC East battle, baby. So we'll see you next week on the Pages Dynasty podcast. Bye. Thanks for joining Thanks for us, Greg. including Greg. <laughs>